You're listening to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show where you can learn the most intricate details about the body, the mind, and how lifestyle choices link the two to create individual health for every shape and size. I'm fitness and nutrition expert Maddie Moon, here to enlighten you on how to live your life in a way that promotes satiation, thrivation, and self-appreciation. Hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? This is Maddie Moon with episode 12 of Mind Body Musings, the podcast where you can learn the most intricate details about the body, the mind, and how lifestyle choices link the two to create individual health for every shape and size. I honestly cannot express my excitement enough for today's guest. This girl is an inspiration to thousands in the fitness industry as well as those outside of it. Michelle Yeager is a former fitness model and physique competitor. Her main goal was aesthetics for years until she wound up in an unhealthy place, both physically and mentally. Michelle did what many people in the fitness industry cannot do, but so wish they could. She took a step back to analyze her lifestyle and what she really wanted for her future. Michelle's now on the road to real health, fitness, and happiness, and she's here today to tell us exactly how she's doing it. Welcome to the show, Michelle. (laughs) Hi. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. (laughs) So just for everyone that's listening, me and Michelle have already recorded about 25 minutes of this, and <laughs> then it got cut off. So we're having to take another, uh, you know, take two. and Round really, two. Round two. It, it really stinks because the first one was awesome, but this one's going to be even better because now we have really great practice at talking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So <laughs> question number one again. Oh, okay. Just getting um, right after it. For the people who don't um, follow you or know much about you, can you just dive on in and give us a little bit of insight on your um, competing history, your fitness model history, and all that good stuff? Well, sure. Um, so I uh, I started competing um, like three years ago, I think. Uh, when I was a sophomore in college, I started to prep for my first show, Um So I quit soccer to start competing. I was playing soccer in college and, um, and yeah, I've done five shows. Um, my last one was, um, sorry, my dog is, I'm going to have to take him, take him outside. He's going crazy. Um, my last show was in June. Uh, so yeah, I did about like one to two shows a year. Um, they, all of them were, um, like the typical, uh, bodybuilding type diet and, you know, just ounce of cardio them really, except for the last, the last show, uh, it started to get better once I started following if it fits your macros and, and kind of, um, did it in a, yeah, they were still all pretty crazy preps typical bodybuilding prep I'd say yeah you, you got a little bit in and out there but I think we got the picture of what oh, you were no. saying um so crazy oh. <laughs> this is just not our luck so crazy um, you know bodybuilding dieting and then the cardio and then if, if it fits your macros so yeah sounds like um typical um, experience that a lot of us have had before and for your last for your last show that you, you did that how long ago was that 
Um, my last show was in June. I did one in Indiana, Indiana, and then I did Junior Nationals uh, in Chicago, like the week after. So, um, so yeah, that was last June. So I guess it's almost almost a year. And like, oh no, it's been a year. Yeah, it's been more than a year. <laughs> well, June. one, one. First of all, good for you. That's awesome. <laughs> You've made it a <laughs> I don't year. Even, can't even keep track. Yeah, it's been more than a year. That's I great. Just realized. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yes. Um. You. So, what about like? I just wanted to ask on your um. In those days, how was your stress levels and like your stress and your social life? Can you just give us a little bit of insight on what those were like during your competing years? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no social life so much. Um, uh, when I started to prep for my first show, I just kind of um, stopped doing everything because it was my first show and I just wanted everything to be perfect. I'm kind of like crazy uh, in that way that I, you know, want my training to be perfect and my dieting and all that. So I, you know, didn't go, well, if I went out to eat, I brought my, um, my food in a little baggie and, and ate that, um, instead of going out, you know, eating with other people. But, uh, but yeah, I just, I didn't do a whole lot. I, you know, shut out a lot of people, lost a lot of friends really. Cause I just, you know, didn't want to, uh, like mess up competing. I didn't, you know, want to want anything to get in the way of that, um, and then stress, yeah, I was pretty stressed because I just, my my workouts and my diet was the most important thing. And I, you know, had to make sure that all my food weighed the right amount. And, you know, I was eating it back then. Back then it was, you know, it, like a year or two ago. But I was eating at, you know, like three-hour intervals and uh, stuff like that. So it was pretty stressful now that I think about it. <laughs> I haven't yeah. really thought about, you know, it's, it's wasn't that long ago, but I just, so much has changed since then. It's like crazy to, to think about how uh, not healthy of a time that was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I know that the, the, you know, eat every three hours can be so entirely consuming. Like, gosh, yeah. Yeah. Like I would, I, I have memories of missing out on parties because, you know, I needed to eat mid-party, and I didn't want to put my chicken <laughs> in a baggie in my purse, and, like, I just didn't feel yeah. like dealing with it, so I just decided not to go, and, you know, instead of yeah. going to that party, I would be online at bodybuilding.com reading the latest articles by so-and-so fitness model, you know, like. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, I would, um, you know, we, I, I'm sure you and a ton of people can relate that you like feel like you had to eat like right at least for me I felt like I had to eat right on the dot mm -hmm. like at three hours or like two and a half hours like it had to be like perfect and, oh yeah yeah it was not not good I've done some crazy things with food and I remember like I would I remember I was at the mall one time and like my friend brought me um egg whites to like just drink and yeah they were hot and night but I needed like you know, to get my meal in. So <laughs> just crazy, not normal things. Oh you know? my gosh. I, yeah. I used to like, I had a class. I had like third period during like my whatever meal. And I would always like in the morning, I had a class at like seven in the morning and this class wasn't until like two. So uh -huh. I would make like, you know, meal, whatever was 
uh, oats and uh, a scoop of protein powder. So I would like make a shake and put it in my backpack and it would like sit in there from seven till two. And then I drink it at two on the dot. <laughs> oh yeah. That does not sound good. Yeah. I remember like, I can just remember like watching the clock for it, <laughs> like, you know, the exact number. And then I had to eat my meal right then or yeah, else you'd all have, gains are lost. You'd have to eat it right after you took an Instagram picture and then hashtag food is fuel, right? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. That sounds about right. Oh, that's yep. so funny. Okay, so <laughs> your last competition. So you're competing, you know, you're you're doing this this sport that you you know you think you love, but you feel kind of trapped by it. People are telling you, you look awesome, Michelle, you look great. Keep it mm-hmm. up. You know, you're driven by that. When mm-hmm. you were after your last show and you were kind of I guess reverse dieting and well, actually, before we get into this, we should talk a little bit on um, the if it fits your macros because that's the last thing you did. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of um, a happy place for you mentally, I guess. Yeah, I thought I thought it was. Uh, It was definitely better than uh, just following like a random meal plan, I guess. Um, Mm. Because I kind of learned a little bit about like what's in my food. Not that I even really uh, use that so much anymore. But um, yeah, I mean, I I uh, I was doing if it fits your macros for my last show. Um, towards the end, cause I hired my coach that, that put me on, you know, introduced me to if it fits your macros when I was like two weeks out. So, um, and then all, all after my show reverse dieting, I, you know, followed if it fits your macros, but yeah, I was just eating, uh, pretty it, when I was prepping for my show, I, my food was so low before I came to him. So it was pretty, it was still, uh, pretty like strict stuff. It was just whatever I could fit into my macros, and they were so low. It was, like, fish and random, like, combinations of things. But, um, but yeah, after my show and I started reverse dieting, then I would just – it was my first time really being allowed to eat um, those kind of foods. So that was a whole nother thing that I had to, like – go work through like just even even though if I could fit these foods into my macros at first it's hard to like even you know adjust your brain to like being okay with putting like you know I'm I'm not like an awful person if I eat like chocolate or whatever cereal you know whatever random stuff you fit into your macros um so that was another kind of thing that I had to work through because I hadn't eaten any of that stuff except in the off season when I would like binge like crazy but there are a lot of um random stories thrown in here <laughs> yeah I keep <laughs> so, them coming so much it. has happened <laughs> um so yeah that was if it fits your macros I mean I thought it was thought it was a good thing and I'm sure everyone that like if anyone's followed me uh throughout that time you know I seemed really happy and like I was loving life but it's like you just you know become a slave to to the macros and, you know, trying to fit in fun foods into your numbers and just like getting obsessed with, uh, obsessed with all that. Like for me, at least weighing everything perfectly and just trying to, you know, hit my macros like perfectly every day. I mean, some, some people maybe, you know, could not take it to that extreme, but I think a lot of, a lot of people, it it can easily become a bad thing, you know, too obsessive Mm -hmm. and just kind of start to take over your life really. Yeah, no, I, 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 you, I couldn't have said it better, becoming a slave to it, because 
um, that is very time consuming. I mean, first mm -hmm. and foremost, it's time consuming and it's very stressful. Yeah. It's if anyone's ever counted macros, they know, it's especially stressful. like when you're first starting out, mm, you know, yeah. like it's so, it's such a new thing. And it, I, it was like, I, I started when I was two weeks out from my show and like, luckily I didn't have like a nine to five job or anything or else I would probably be up all night, like trying to plan my macros. Cause I, for me, I would spend like probably hours, like trying to like fit random like things into my macros and just like trying to get them perfectly, you know, as close to my allowed amount for the day. So it's, it can definitely be time consuming if you, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you let it, I guess. Yeah. And like, there's this kind of, there's a strange pressure going on for people to find something that works for them. But like, it's not actually find what works for you. It's find what diet works for you. <laughs> and the diet craze that's going around right now really is if it fits your macros, otherwise known as uh, IIFYM. Um, yeah. So there was, there's like this really strange thing going on where people who do it, I mean, maybe it is really easy for some people. Maybe they uh -huh. make it sound like it's really easy, but yeah. I mean, like there are so many people who are like, I, you know, I used to be distraught and I used to not know how to eat food right, but then I found if it fits your macros and my whole life was like saved. <laughs> and then you're sitting there like yeah. thinking, really? Because this is so freaking stressful for me. But I guess if this person can do it, I can do it. And then like, I don't know about you, but I kind of started beating myself up about it because it was stressing me out. But like all these people are claiming it was like the key. So like, why mm -hmm. isn't it the key for me? Like, why am I not yeah. succeeding? And and spending all of my nights counting my macros, why can't I do it like that person can, you know? Yeah, gosh, that's so true. On Instagram especially, it's like, oh, yeah. um, it's like, uh, becomes like, at least it, maybe not so much anymore, but it definitely was like, everyone has to fit into a certain box of, of the way that they eat. And it's like people that, that even, even I, you know, probably acted like that while I was following it, like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Everyone needs to do this. Like, and, you know, people attack other people for not following mm -hmm. that. They're like, whatever the arguments are, but it just gets crazy. And then people that don't even compete, you know, get pressured into like, oh, well, you know, I need to lose some weight or maybe I just need to lose a few pounds. Oh, I should track my macros. It's like, no, just don't, <laughs> don't track your macros. Like if you're not doing a show and, you know, I just don't think it's a healthy thing for like random people to, to get pressured into doing that. Um, it can just become like an unhealthy obsession with, with everything that you put into your body, you know, especially if you don't, you know, if you're, if you're already healthy and at a good place, you don't really need to, don't feel like you need to get, you know, you need to be doing what everyone else is doing. Yes. So. Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I, I feel like there, there are the people who are just starting out and like the minute they say something, you just want to be like, no, don't yeah. do it. You are so healthy. You are so beautiful right now. Like just don't, yeah. don't, don't like your mind is like healthy. And it's kind of like, it's really hard for someone who does not have that experience of going too far to understand what you're talking about. Cause they're just like, why not? Like, yeah. I don't see how this could be unhealthy. This is what, you know, the, the big boys do. This is what the big girls do. Like, but it's so, so not the answer. <laughs> like, it's just not yeah. the answer. And it's really hard to explain to someone how dangerous it can be. And I mean, it's to the point where you're just every morning, you're like, 
you know, setting your, you're planning out your entire day. You got to wake up an hour early to plan out your entire day. Or if, if you're hungry at night and it's like seven o'clock at night, but you already oh, ate gosh. all your macros, my heart mm-hmm. breaks for those people who cannot, they don't have any more macros left. Like mm-hmm. I just want yeah. to, get, I just want to give them some macros, like just wrap it up <laughs> in a pretty present and like hand them some more macros so they can just eat something healthy that night. Oh my gosh. I have so many stories. Like everything you say, I could just go on about this. I've like have goosebumps while you're talking about the, if you, um, you know, get to a certain point at night and that's another thing, like just not listening to your body. Like you're say you're starving. And I did this, like I was starving at like seven or eight o'clock and I'd like text my coach and be like, I'm starving. Can I eat something? Like I couldn't even, you know, I was so like, trapped in in that that I felt like I needed someone else to tell me it was okay to eat and and Mm. maybe he would be like okay you can have like uh go get an order of sushi and then that would turn into like a ton of sushi and like whatever else you know it was kind of like if I if I didn't hit my macros perfectly then I would and I went over just a little then that turned into like a all-out binge of just like because I there were no like strict rules and guidelines it's like people think that they need a strict plan to follow, but that's not like if so. I just hear people saying these things and it's like, no, like I know what that feels like. Like I know what you're going through. Like that's, you need to not follow a plan. You need to learn how to eat and not like feel like you have to have these strict guidelines every day or else you don't know how to function, you know, in normal life if, if you don't have your plan for that day. Yeah, that's such a good point because learning to eat on your own as so simple hard. as it is exactly <laughs> it is so it is like it is an art form it seriously is an art form it takes patience it takes practice it takes trust you know it takes a little bit yeah. of faith it takes a lot of things oh, yeah. that we don't think it takes but it really does once you lose that ability and you mm-hmm. once you are like hey person you can have you know, authority over my meals. Like you tell me Uh what to eat. I trust you way more than I trust myself. That is Mm -hmm. the, the biggest, brightest red flag ever. You know, when you're, when you're giving someone permission to plan out your meals for you for the sake of a competition, for the sake of losing weight, for the sake Mm -hmm. of, I mean, I'm not saying that going to a nutritionist or an RD to get a initial start is a bad idea. If you're someone who's like, you know, watching TV, eating McDonald's or like fast food, you could definitely mm-hmm. use the help of somebody to get you started. But once you get get the hang of it, that's when you need to say, okay, you know, I'm ready to fly. I can break away. Um, I know what's yeah. going on. When, you're, when you feel a little bit comfortable, that's when you know that you really are ready to start eating, um, you know, the good, nutritious, whole foods, you know, that were grown or raised, like nice vegetables, meats, fatty cuts of meat, whatever, you know, I'm going on a tangent, but what I'm saying is that, um, I mean, learning to eat when you are hungry and stop when you are full, like that's so hard. Yeah. Especially after, yeah, after you've, you know, competed and like you said, given someone else the power of, of deciding if you could eat or not. Um, and there's definitely, you know, a difference between, my dog (laughs) sorry um there's definitely a difference between uh like strict guidelines of of exactly what you're allowed to eat that day versus you know like you said going to a nutritionist or someone that that gives you maybe like an outline of of different foods you know to choose from or can, can kind of help you like 
put together what maybe a meal would look like. But but people that that just want like a strict plan and like I want to know exactly how much of everything at what time, like just give me a plan to follow. That's just you know not good. That's just like a, an accident waiting to happen of of when they're you know gonna have to deal with learning to eat on their own. You know we we're gonna have to when people give up their ability to, you know, look, be intuitive eaters like we were when, when we were young, um, in, in, you know, and we, we diet, and we follow a plan, we're going to have to relearn how to, how to listen to our bodies at some point or else, or else, I don't know. I mean, if they can follow a plan their whole life, but for most people, it doesn't turn out, doesn't end up so well. Mm-mm, no, not at all. And once you start sacrificing your, your mental health, that's when you know mm-hmm. you're in a bad spot. When you're sacrificing the time that you could be spending with a loved one, like having a nice dinner, when you're too mm-hmm. focused on what is inside of that dinner, like when you're too focused mm-hmm. on the macros and you're scared because you don't know the macro count, that's when you need to really take a step back and analyze where your future is headed and say to yourself, like, do I want to be spending every single night with this loved one, counting my calories, counting my macros, or like living in fear that what I'm eating, I, I don't know the macros of, like, because I think I'm going to die if I eat something that I yeah. don't, can't plug into my fitness yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I've so been there. Like, I so know what you're saying. Like, uh, just, you know, going out to eat and I would, uh, like go through my fitness pal while I'm at the table, you know, trying to figure out what I'm allowed to order, what can fit into my macros for that day. And it's just like, it's becomes so stressful. Like I said something about it today. If you, um, like if the food isn't even as important as like how much stress you're creating around the situation, it's just not, not a healthy thing for your body. It's not, not good to have mm-hmm. that much stress yeah. around it. It should it shouldn't be so hard to Mm-mm. you know listen to our bodies and be able to just eat something that that feels good for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like step one is learning what you like and figuring out again, and and um, mm-hmm. that leads me to my next thing is intuitive eating. So I mean I've talked a couple times about this on previous shows and just like just to friends and people. I, I mean I've listened to the audiobook. You listen. You read the actual book and. Um, I mean, while it is amazing and it gives you great stories and it's step-by-step of how to like become an intuitive eater, how do you really change your brain and change your mind? And um, first of all, let's recommend everyone read that book. Read the book, read the book, read the book. It's great. Um, it really helped me. I did the audio book on a long road trip. Um, Michelle read it. It's helped us both. But um, mm-hmm. for you specifically, how did you, you read the book and then what happened? Like you were like, okay, what do I do now? You know? Um, yeah, I, well, I, I, um, I'll just say like how I even found the book and stuff. I, I was, after I was reverse dieting and, um, I was like really lean the whole time. And then I could finally start to see myself gain some weight. So then, then once I could see myself like gaining just a little bit of weight, which was, you know, healthy after a show, I needed to gain a little bit of weight. Um, that's when I started binging, again, uh, like I have, you know, in the off season usually. Um, but yeah, so I started binging and I just saw someone suggested online that it like helped them stop binging. And I was just like desperate for anything to help. Uh, so I read that and before I read that, I was still like, you know, wanting to compete actually within a few months, I was really thinking about, or at least, you know, less than a year, uh, competing again. 
And then I read that book and I just knew that, that I was not in a good place and I just needed to stop, um, totally like tracking everything and, uh, just try to live normally. Um, what was the question again? (laughs) (laughs) Just how, how do you, after you read the book, I mean, like, how did you decide to implement what you learned? Because it's hard. How did I do it? Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I read the book and then I got a, um, intuitive eating like counselor. Um, cause I, yeah, it, it is hard. It's hard to do it on your own for sure. Especially if you've been, you know, doing your uh, contest prep or anything, you've just dieting for your whole life. You know, it's, it's really hard to just trust yourself and to be okay with, with probably gaining some weight. Um, that was definitely, yeah, rough times for sure. Um, so I, I got an intuitive eating counselor. They have them like I found it in the back of the book or you can go on their website and, uh, and it has like some in your area. So, so that was really helpful for me just having someone to kind of like, I talked to her, I think it was like once a week and, uh, to just kind of like walk me through it all. Cause I, I hadn't, um, you know, been eating, like listening to my body since I started competing is, you know, so the last few years I had not really listened to my body much at all. Um, so yeah, just having someone to talk to every week was really helpful to, you know, um, there's like a, a hunger, um, chart. Another thing that was kind of helpful. I, I don't know if it helped you to, to like figure out, you know, how hungry you were and try to eat a meal, you know, when you were when you weren't starving and you weren't, you know, not hungry at all. Just so that was kind of helpful to have as a guideline. There's, there's a bunch of little things in the book to kind of guide you through it. But really, I think it's just, um, you know, be, you're going to have to be okay with probably gaining some weight. I mean, maybe, maybe maintaining, but you know, most people, if they're coming from a history of dieting, they're probably going to gain some weight when they kind of give themselves permission to, to eat whatever they want. And that was another thing, like being okay with, for me, um, just eating like, you know, whatever fun foods or stuff like kind of junk foods, um, and more than I needed for a while. Cause you've been restricting for me, at least I've been restricting for so long. I, um, needed the period where I could just eat foods and, and know, like in the back of my mind that I wasn't going to like, you know, start a diet the next week. Cause if you, if you think that you're going to start a diet in like a week or something, then you're, you're going to be overeating. You're not going to, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to try to eat normally and listen to your body. So that, I think that's really important too, is to, is to know that, you know, you can't start dieting again. You just have to, have to stick with it and, uh, trust yourself and just relearn how to listen to your body again. Like, like we did before we started dieting or competing or whatever. Yeah. So would you say that it's pretty crucial or fairly important, we can do either one, to uh, eat whatever you want in this period? Like, I mean, you're say there's someone who's very whole foods conscious and they're very all about like the paleo lifestyle, but they, you know, they're in their past, they've loved ice cream, they've loved pizza, you know, they love sushi. They like having sushi for breakfast, pizza for lunch, and then ice cream for dinner. Like they want to have, you know, they want to have it all one day. Like just someone who just likes those things. Like, would you say that this very whole foods, uh, person should give it a try or would that just be really dangerous? No. Uh, yeah, I, 
definitely went through all of that. So I think that they should uh, give themselves permission to eat uh, whatever it is. You know, I, I think if you've been restricting for a while, you're going to want to eat crap food for, you know, however long. It's going to be a different uh, periods of time for everyone, depending on, you know, how strict you've been, how long you've been restricting. Um, for me, I mean, I know I remember eating like breakfast and don't, uh, breakfast for breakfast, I would eat like donuts and ice cream and just like crap. And I did that for, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it was like a few months, not of eating that for breakfast every day, but just kind of like eating things that, that I wouldn't normally eat. Mm -hmm. Like, I definitely think you have to give yourself that time to, to just like give yourself permission to eat and not be so hard on yourself. And if you want to eat pizza, you know, or whatever you want to eat, sushi, whatever, that's probably like what I wanted to eat, but whatever, you know, random stuff you want to eat, you have to, to do that before you can focus on eating healthy again. Like Mm -hmm. now for me, it's been, it hasn't even been a year. It's been, I don't know, like a few months. Well, it's almost, yeah, like a few months of, um, of following intuitive eating and kind of giving myself permission to eat before I could focus on like actually eating healthy again. So now I don't really crave any of that stuff. I've been eating, you know, I started eating vegan and mostly fruits and vegetables. And, and if I tried to like force myself to eat vegan, you know, a few months ago before I had gone through that phase, I, it definitely wouldn't have worked. So I, I for sure think that people need to give themselves permission to eat whatever it is for however long until they don't feel deprived or restricted. Because if you feel that way, you know, you're just going to go through the cycle again. So I, I think that's really important to give them, you know, time to, to eat that stuff before they can focus on health again. And you will, you know, get to a time when you can focus on health and, and you won't want to eat that food anymore because you'll know that it's available to you all the time. So you won't be craving, you know, ice cream for breakfast and for lunch and dinner, like, cause you'll know that you can eat it tomorrow if you want or whenever. So, and you'll want to eat foods that make you feel good too. You know, you'll get mm-hmm. sick of, uh, of feeling that way, you know, feeling not good after a while. So it, but yeah, I, I do think that's really important. That's a good yeah. question. <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer. Well, uh, <laughs> here, I'm curious to know then, because you have a very, Obviously, you have a very strong social media presence. I mean, for anyone that does not follow Michelle on Facebook and Instagram, that's, you know, one of my number one recommendations to go follow her because everything you post is so inspirational. I mean, I can't even just tell you how many times I've actually gone to your Instagram or gone to your Facebook page just to get some encouragement, like very, very enlightening and uplifting stuff. So... Thank you for that. And oh, thank you. <laughs> of that course. Makes me so happy. <laughs> no, very it's I'm being completely honest, but whenever you were going through like your intuitive eating phase and you were, you know, taking pictures of what you were eating and people were commenting it on it. You know, you probably had tons and tons of comments and I'm curious as to how you could balance your quest for intuitive eating with your social media presence because people knew you as, you know, Michelle Yeager, the the fitness competitor the, with the crazy body who eats so clean. She's our clean eating superstar. She's who we look up to. We love her. You know, like going from, you know, people always messaging you and asking you and then you having enough yeah. courage to put yourself, your health, your mental sanity first before all of those people that you don't even know. You know, I mean, 
it's funny, but like, seriously, you, you mean, you really do love it whenever people are reaching out to you and looking up to you because you feel like oh, you're, yeah. you're somebody, you know, you're doing something yeah. and you're, you're inspiring someone or you're that, you're, you know, you're known for being that girl with an awesome physique. So, so back to my question, how did you <laughs> continue with your, your uh, intuitive eating journey as you put on some weight while that was, while you were still, in, you know, in the spotlight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, gosh, that's a really good question. Um, uh, yeah, it's, t- I mean, it's tough. And like, cause it's my, you know, I was training, well, I am training people still. And obviously, you know, that's going to help with training. That's going to more people. That's what people want to see online or wherever in person, you know, you get all this attention for looking a certain way. And it's like you attach your identity to that. Like you think that is all of who you are is, you know, I have to look this way. I have to, you know, do all this. Like, that's what I'm known for. Like, what am I without that? And it's definitely hard, um, adjusting to that and and realizing that, you know, that's not all that you are, even though, you know, that you get so much positive attention for, for looking that way. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, but yeah, I think just now mm, my message has changed a lot, uh, obviously for anyone that, you know, has been following me or, and just knows that I, you know, what my message used to be like, just like any other competitor that, that, uh, you know, pushes working out and, you know, reaching your goal body and, you know, work in progress body and all that crazy stuff. It's like, I know that, you know, some people might, it might not be as, as popular or whatever anymore. Like some people just want to see that six pack on Instagram or Facebook, or at least they think that's what they want to see. I don't know how healthy mm-hmm. that is for most people to compare themselves to that, you know, every day. But, but just what I'm, what I'm doing now is just, it feels so much better to me. Like I, I know that, that my message now is actually important. Like I'm really passionate about it. And I think that, that it's something that a lot of people want to hear, you know, and, and if people, you know, I don't get as many, whatever, you know, people following me or, or liking whatever, you know, what I'm posting or what I'm saying, then that's fine. But like for the few people that, that it, it does help, cause just every, every one almost struggles with, with body image and with, you know, making food choices, stuff like that. Uh, so I just think what I'm doing now is way more important, even though, you know, it's not, I'm, my body isn't as, uh, getting as much positive attention as it was before. It's, uh, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't, doesn't really matter so much. Cause I know that, that what I'm saying now is more, more important. And I think it's something that people need to hear that, that they're enough right now. They don't have to, you know, look like the fitness people do on Instagram that, that maybe don't have much of a life, you know, that is their life trying to look that way. And, and for most people, that's not really realistic. And, and I just don't, I don't want that life anymore. You know, you've, you've lived that life too. And I just, I want to do other things. I want to, I want to travel and, and eat the way I'm eating now and just care about something other than going to the gym and, and what I'm eating. So, so this, you know, whatever happens with my body happens. I don't, it's not my number one priority in life anymore. Mm, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a great answer. That's incredible. I just, um, I know how difficult it can be to like make that transition, but it's Mm -hmm. so, it's it's definitely, yeah, really hard. It's very hard and it's very inspiring that, you know, people can make such a, 
comeback at life, you know, just being able to, you know, you're trading one thing, which is aesthetics, you know, the dream team aesthetics or whatever for a fulfilling life and like dreams. Like now you have like legit dreams of not making, you know, that 15th ab pop out, but like going Mm -hmm. to a different country or something like that. Mm -hmm. So was there... Was there ever like an initial time where you had to kind of unplug or get off of like stop searching um, through your Instagram or stop posting for a little bit, just some peace and quiet? Or were you able to fully just keep on with your your business and your post while you were making that transition? Um, I think I definitely probably slowed down with posting. Like I think when I was, you know, competing and stuff, I would post whatever, like pictures of my body a few times a day or just like stupid Mm -hmm. stuff for, you know, whatever. So, but I, so I definitely kind of slowed down with posting a little bit. And then, you know, kind of when I was going through all of that, trying to figure out, you know, intuitive eating and, you know, what direction I was going in. So maybe a little bit, but I think the most, I, I never really fully like stopped with all of all of that I just I totally changed who I was following in mm-hmm. um, on Instagram yeah that's so important Instagram so important. and Facebook yeah I just um, I stopped following all the crazy fitness pages and I still you know if I'm I still do that like all the time if I don't, you know, if it's not the message isn't helping me or, you know, serving me in any way or all their pictures or, or if it's even, you know, it might just be like hard for me to see other people going through stuff that I've been through and it's just not like a positive thing for me. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, for other people don't feel like you can't, you know, unfollow someone because, oh, you don't want them to whatever get mad or it's not that you don't like them it's just it's not a good thing for you because I know people you know and even for me it's like I feel bad sometimes but just mentally if it's not good for me then I uh yeah I do that and Facebook has become like my where I get all my information from (laughs) like I've unfollowed all the fitness stuff and I follow I've and I went on like a following spree of like baby animals <laughs> like <laughs> like fun things that you know make me happy and that I want to see on social media that's an that's so an awesome piece I think of that's advice really important yeah, yeah that's a really like, good piece of advice. whatever yeah like spiritual stuff little you know animals uh <laughs> you know uh whatever like random things my Facebook is like where I get all my good information about what's yeah. going on in the world so <laughs> speaking of Facebook so yeah you can definitely yeah. yeah yeah on Facebook you posted something that kind of resonated with me I think it was I don't know maybe today possibly but um you posted something about clothing not fitting you correctly mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. people need and I, I just I totally related with this just like I have with almost everything but you just mm-hmm. wrote you know instead of trying to to fit into your your competition clothes or for everyone else, you know, your, your high school clothes or your, Mm -hmm. you know, before baby was born clothes, like instead Mm -hmm. of trying to fit into that and just hoping and wishing and having a meltdown, you know, like Mm -hmm. in your bathroom, just upset when you're trying on these clothes, go do what? Oh, are you asking me? I'm asking you. (laughs) What they should do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I posted that because that I've done that, you know, and, and even I think it was that day I was just trying on, uh, 
you know, my old clothes, like from high school or college, like expecting them to fit me the same way when I've been like lifting heavy for the last three years. So that's not going to happen. So I, you know, I think I don't, it's, it, it sounds like I wish there was some like long explanation of like all this magical stuff that people could do, but it's really just like, you have to put in the work on yourself, like mentally and, you know, work on the inside that you can just kind of like, for me, I, I don't, I just, you know, realized what I was doing and I was like, I'm just, I'm not going to do this. It's not going to fit. It's not fitting me the same, you know, I'm going to put on something that I feel good in. And that's that, Mm -hmm. like after Mm -hmm. a certain amount of time of beating yourself up, you know, in front of the mirror every day, it's like, you just, you want to change. And I think that's what it was for me. Like, I just, I was sick of, of doing that and, and having that life. So just there's a million things that I could, you know, like little things that have helped me. Like I've posted a lot about like random documentaries or a lot of books that have just helped me like be aware of my thinking. Um, just, you know, little things like that, that, that can help. But I think you just have to like realize what you're doing and just, you know, and just, uh, stop with the clothes basically, you know, just realize, okay, I don't look the same that I used to. It's fine. I mean, that's what it is right now. So I'm going to put on something that I feel good in, you know, I'm healthy, I'm happy. I'm it's whatever. I can't wear those clothes. So I don't need all these clothes Mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, that's, that's, that's good. I need, I need to do that myself, honestly. Like I, I still have all these competition clothes that are in there and, you know, I haven't gained that much weight, but I've definitely gained a healthy amount of body fat. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm pretty average. Like you would not know that I did, you know, I have those photos. You wouldn't know that's me. Mm -hmm. Like I just look really normal and, and I'm really comfortable with looking normal because I feel like I just, I'm just totally myself, you know, like it just feels good to have my weight at a certain place where I can just eat and feel good. And I think that one little step that I haven't taken yet is actually putting away some of those clothes that don't make me feel like an absolute rock star, don't make me feel so beautiful. Like, we should always Mm -hmm. feel beautiful no matter what we're doing. And, like, yeah, those tiny Lululemon, like, Mm -hmm. capris might look awesome (laughs) on your rear or whatever, but... They are not comfortable to me around my waistline. There's something about the way they're squeezing my waist that I or my hips or whatever. I don't like it, and I just keep putting yeah. them on, but I don't like it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we just we gotta not do that to ourselves, you exactly. know. Even getting rid of them all, uh, just yeah, just get you know maybe getting getting rid of those clothes and just realizing that. You know, it, it is a trade off, like having a bit more of a life now, you know, being able to, to eat foods, to have more energy for, for sure. That that's a big one. Um, you know, just all the different things you can do now. So yeah, you can't wear maybe, or, you know, just talking to myself or people in general, like I can't wear my, those stupid Nike pro shorts that I don't even mm. like to wear when I'm lean. They feel like underwear to me, but yeah, yeah I, I can't know wear those. Yeah, those are tight. Yeah, They're tiny and tight. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. It's, that is a tough one, uh, you know, for people wanting to fit into your old contest clothes. But mm-hmm. it's not realistic, you know, to look like that year-round. And we just have to remember that and know that it's not, you know, necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't make you any less of a person because you're not a size zero. You know, you can 
have a life now. You can eat food, go, you know, have friends, do things and, and just be at a healthy weight for you and, mm-hmm. you know, get some new clothes. If, if, because yeah. I know for me, especially, I would just go crazy during, you know, contest prep when you're super lean, you want like all these clothes that you're never going to be able to wear um, again. So, <laughs> okay. So speaking of that, after my first show, when I lost 15 pounds, um, mm-hmm. I went and got my two most expensive pairs of jeans tailored to Ooh. fit my tiny little body. And like, what, what, <laughs> what was it? it was like, it was like in my yeah. head doing that meant I would always have that body. I was like, I make it official. I'm paying this tailor yeah. to, to make it official for me. And I'll always wear these jeans. If I, if I get them tailored now, while I'm still 15 pounds down, I can wear them in a year. no. Like, yeah. I love those pairs of jeans. I can't wear them now. Oh, oh can you tailor them back? I don't think you can. <laughs> I don't think they keep the scraps. You should try to sell them, though, on uh, Oh, my gosh, you should. Try yeah. and get some money for, for the, you know. That's what I'm going to do. Stuff. Great idea. I'm learning so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, and, like, another great point, like, to think about when we were wearing those clothes – who are we trying to impress? Like, what are we trying to prove? Yeah. What's the purpose? Is it men? Because that's stupid. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that makes me realize that even, you know, when you think about it, I know for me, I was still just as miserable. Well, not, I'm not miserable, but like I would still have, you know, this not, maybe not the same struggles, but I would still struggle with, with stuff. Maybe it wasn't like, oh, I need to lose 10 pounds or whatever. It was like, oh, you know, my legs, I wish they were more cut or like my ab looks weird today. Like, you know, it was still, you're still going to pick apart your body no matter what size you are, if you're not happy with, with, with where you are right now. So I think that's important to remember when you're like, oh, I wish I could just fit into those old clothes again. But it's like, were you really that much happier then than you are now? I mean, if it were, were you like way more unhappy than you are now? I'm sure, you know, you could relate or a lot of people, like if you're, you know, dieting and, and don't have much of a life and you just look good, what's, what's the point? Like, are you really happy just because you can wear like a size whatever size zero or something I what I know I was still I was a mess when I was that lean I was mentally not at a good place yeah no I I completely understand that and that's a really awesome point I really want to touch on real quickly the the direction you're headed now well not real quickly we can take our time but like (laughs) um (laughs) you are now a vegan right Mm-hmm. And yep. I mean, again, that's kind of a food rule. So I mean, not to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not to you. Yeah. Obviously, you're, this is you're doing this for the right reasons, and it's like your heart's really in it. But with that said, no, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's something you can't have. And mm-hmm. has that ever kind of like? Well, first, let's back up. I want to ask: Is that you know ever affects you in any way that you can't have something? But um, how did you get into veganism? Did did I did I read this correctly that you watched Earthlings? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Oh my gosh. That that is exactly how I got into being vegan because that is the like I can't even describe it like the most uh, significant thing and just the most awful but most important thing that I've ever seen my whole life that everyone needs to see. So that's when I decided that I was going to go vegan. I've always like 
felt like I wanted to be vegetarian or vegan because I love animals and just, you know, feel like, eh, you know, like it wasn't really right for me. Um, so that's what made me want to do it. And, and I think, um, if I had chose to, to be vegan because I just wanted to lose weight or like it was just about my body, then I for sure would have like been craving that kind of stuff, you know, some kind of animal products, ice cream, whatever, whatever it was. But since it was just, it was mostly because I saw that documentary because I didn't want to eat animals anymore. Not, I mean, a little bit for my health, but, but that was like the first reason that I did it. It's definitely, I think healthy, obviously I'm doing it, but, um, but it was mostly because of that documentary of seeing, you know, how the animals are killed and stuff like that. So, so I really haven't, you know, I know it is a, a food rule technically or whatever, but I just have no desire to eat that kind of stuff because, because it's not about my body. It's about what I think is right. Uh, you know, after seeing how they're killed, I don't want to support that. So, um, so yeah, that's how, that's how that happened. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you know this, but that's what turned me vegan and vegetarian. I, I watched it twice in my life. The first time I watched it, I went vegetarian for three years. Wow. Like that is, time. that is how powerful that, mo- that movie is. It is, I was it crying is. when I, I was crying oh my gosh. by the time the earthlings popped up on the screen, just the title. I was already <laughs> crying by then. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> I can't say the same, but I was definitely crying throughout I, that it. That might that be was... a lie. I don't know. It was a while ago. I totally <laughs> just lied to you. But <laughs> well, it sounded good, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a powerful movie, and I, re- like, I remember it is. when, like, I mean, I just, my mom had me pick up some pigs in a blanket for my sister the next day, because I watched it, like, at a, a slumber party. Like, how awful is that? Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I had to pick up some pigs in a blanket the next day for my sister, and I literally, like, threw them on the counter and, dr- like, dramatically ran upstairs and, like, flung my face into my pillow and started crying and yelling at my mom, making me get those pigs, and... So upset, but yeah, you know, that that's a that's a tough movie. That's a very it's very uh, eye opening, and I do recommend everyone watch that. I mean, I'll put I'll put a link to it in the show notes so that you know you can go check it out. All of you, yeah. uh, paleo friends of mine, we'll see how you like that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely will not like uh, that. I feel. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. now your body is craving non-meat foods, which is a big switch from your competition diet when, you know, eating a lot of chicken, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of chicken, lots of eggs, uh, and lots of fish, really. I've always, yeah, yeah, and I've just always eaten meat, and um, I love cheese and, you know, any all that kind of stuff, ice cream, anything. But, uh, but yeah, once I saw that, it was not, it was like, I just don't even have a choice. It's like, yeah, those things are taste good, but I just can't like I have no desire to anymore and uh and I feel like the best that I ever have eating this way I I don't drink any coffee anymore like I've I have a ton of energy um I'm not craving anything as long as I'm eating eating enough food um you know eating enough fruit and stuff throughout the day so yeah I feel I feel really good doing this just out of curiosity and I don't want anyone to like compare their diet to yours but can you give us Mm -hmm. like a basic outline of like how you kind of eat throughout the day just I'm curious to know because I'm sure it's so different from a lot of people that are listening yeah yeah it is so different I know it it probably sounds crazy uh to most people and it did to me when I first uh found out about it but just I've been doing so much you know research lately on like 
at, once I was ready to eat healthy again, after I went through, you know, intuitive eating and eating all the crazy foods, I just, uh, was, uh, was ready to eat, you know, for my health. And, uh, anyway, so yeah, I do raw, I pretty much try to eat as much raw food as I can. Um, and I kind of follow like the raw till four. So that's basically just eating a ton of fruits and vegetables, uh, mostly fruit during the day. And then I'll have sometimes have a cooked meal for dinner. So, um, so it's a ton of fruit, like maybe for breakfast, I'll have a whole watermelon. And then for lunch, I'll have like 10 or 12 bananas or 12 bananas. Of, yep. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> Lots of bananas. Yeah. There's That's a ton crazy. of, uh, yeah, there's a ton of like YouTube channels and the 801010 book I read, um, it talks a lot about, you know, a high fruit and then uh some vegetables. That's all raw, but but the you know, raw till four is a, is a little more realistic, like if you wanted to have, you know, like a vegan pizza. So it's basically talks about how we um, you know, need little fat and little protein, which is something, you know, I've totally not followed for, you know, all throughout competing, it's been like high protein and, and low carbs and, you know, uh, that kind of thing. But, but yeah, so it's mostly fruit and, um, that is what a meal would look like, or maybe like, like I had like six nectarines for lunch or, you know, whatever, something like that. Just a bunch of, basically you, you're supposed to eat in abundance. So you're supposed to eat as much fruit and vegetables as you want, you know, cause, uh, that's naturally kind of what we, what we ate, you know, thousands of years ago. So tons of fruits and vegetables. And then, yeah, for dinner, I'll either have more fruit or like a huge salad or else if I want to have a cooked meal, um, then I'll have, you know, whatever, like vegan pizza or, or vegan sushi or, or whatever. But it's crazy. I mean, I know it sounds like a crazy thing, but that book is definitely, uh, there's a ton of, you know, good information out there on it. But, um, but yeah, it's crazy if you're eating a ton of fruit and just getting all that sugar that your body needs. I don't crave any, you know, I never thought I would be okay not eating like, you know, any kind of junk food, like ice cream or I don't know, any, anything like that. So it's crazy. Not, not really craving anything, which it, yeah. has been good. If you ever like wanted it, would you let yourself have it? Um, I, I don't really, I don't think so. I mean, I don't really want it. Like I, I have no desire to eat that stuff just because of maybe I'll have to watch earthlings like once a year to just kind of like refresh me on, on that. But I, I just don't really have any desire to, I don't think, you know, and I wouldn't have been okay with this a few months ago. Like I would have, I needed to go through that phase of eating junk food all the time mm -hmm. before I could focus on my health. But it's like, I've, I've had all that stuff and I just, it's more about how it makes me feel now. Like I know it, it's going to make me feel awful if I eat that just cause I've been eating so healthy lately. I, if I, you know, have something that's a little less healthy, uh, you just, I don't feel good. And I just, so I don't really have have a desire to eat that. But I, w I will definitely, if I'm craving something like that, maybe I would try to make it, um, well, I would just have it vegan and try and keep mm -hmm. it as close to kind of the way that I'm trying to eat now. But it's, yeah. it's different with the restrictions because I don't feel restricted. Um, and I know, that, you know, that's a big deal, like after dealing with disordered eating and stuff like that to not 
Mm -hmm. to not restrict yourself. But I think this is a good lifestyle for anyone that, you know, is struggling with, with eating disorders. A lot of people have gone to, to that way of eating because it's, you're really, you know, eating as much, as much fruits and vegetables mostly as you can, and you're still going to get to the healthiest weight for you, I, I believe. Do so. you, do you eat fat, like avocados and nuts? Um, a little bit. The, I pretty much follow the 80, 10, 10. Oh, right. So it's, right. so yeah, so 80%, uh, carbs and, uh, really little fat and, uh, really little protein, which is crazy. Cause I've always like been obsessed with nut butter, like any other mm, person, yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. and all that kind of stuff. And I was never thought I would be like feeling good with, without it, but, but I, I don't even crave it. It's weird. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm sure it tastes good, but I just don't really want it. Like I feel satisfied eating the huge amounts of fruit that I'm eating and, uh, vegetables and sometimes a cooked meal if I want it. But I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really good. Yeah. If anyone, you know, or if you even just to try it for a week and see how you feel on it, it's, it's crazy, but it's been working for me. So that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, for everyone listening, don't jump from diet to diet and just try this out because, you, <laughs> you know, that's not the right way. Obviously, you know, you've gone through a very, you know, slow and not stressful and you were very patient through this process and that's how you got to where you are today. It's not a diet. It's like legitimately a lifestyle and mm -hmm. it's like so more than that. It's ethical and mm -hmm. it makes you feel good and you like are not craving things because your body is not craving things. It's not because your mind is saying don't have it. It's like you just feel really good. So that's awesome. And I'm I'm curious to know about your training then. We're, we're coming up on the hour. Just go ahead and give us a little bit of um, insight on how you train now. I know you do a lot of yoga and you do a lot of handstands. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I try a lot of handstand pictures. I try to uh, do my handstands the best I can. But... Awesome. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm, I've been working on this forever, but I just can't get away from the spotter. I'm just so nervous to do it on my own. I need that spotter. So good on you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, training has been uh, really, that's, it's been really hard, like adjusting to, um, you know, not being in the gym five or six days a week. So that's been another like struggle of, you know, retraining my mind to like tell myself that it's okay if I'm not living in the gym, like I can, you know, not, not go in the gym. I actually didn't go to the gym, like what just didn't go in a gym for like, I don't know, a few months. Cause I just needed a break from like that atmosphere. And the gym was always like a place where I would go, um, you know, cause I was super lean and like wore these little clothes and it was more about like me looking a certain way. I feel like than it even was like, I, I enjoyed lifting back then, but I think it was all because you know what I'm saying? Like the gym oh. was that, oh, yeah. it was that Happy for me. Hour. It was like, yeah, it was like, you know, I'm looking good. I'm lifting whatever, <laughs> like it sounds awful, but that's what it was for me. It was just not like a mentally a good place. So I stopped going to the gym for a while. Now I can go after a few months, I feel okay going, going now, like if I want to, but it's, it's really been, um, like a process of learning to listen to my body. Like sometimes I'll just go for like a bike ride outside cause I want to be in nature and that makes me feel good. You know, when I'm done, I'll go for like whatever, 30 or an hour, 30 minutes or an hour, uh, bike ride just outside. Uh, I try to do yoga as much as I can just because 
that mentally like makes me feel the best ever. Um, so, uh, I try to go, you know, at least a few times a week, uh, as much as I can, um, with that. And then, yeah, I don't really have, I haven't been lifting like specific body parts or anything like that. Like I've, I've been doing some classes at the, at the gym or like I did the orange or I do the orange theory when I'm in a state that has it. So it's, that's kind of like a mixture of like cardio and CrossFit type stuff. So that's been fun. Basically just doing like things that are fun for me and that, that I feel like I need that day. Like some days I'll feel like, Oh, I want to go in the gym and do some random stuff, like do a little bit of cardio and some handstands and (laughs) random things. And then some days I'll, you know, want to ride my bike outside or so it's, it's definitely, that's been a really tough thing, like a, a long process of being okay with not having a strict schedule in the gym and like learning to listen to my body on for what it needs that day. So that's definitely a process, but yeah, that's, that's gotten better. So that's kind of my, I don't really have a schedule, I guess, just listening to whatever I feel like for the day. And yeah, I guess what, you know, normal people kind of do <laughs> after, you know, after we've competed, yes. it's like, you feel like you have to do a certain, certain specific schedule in order to whatever look the best stuff but so true (laughs) so true like I don't consider I was just writing a post today because um uh I have taken now a a, a full week off of the gym like Mm -hmm. in the past seven years I've taken a week off one time in my life seven years one time and it was one week and this is my second week off in seven years and (laughs) It's going to go longer. Like it might even end up being a month or two. Like I'm, I'm already, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not there. And I know I need a break. And there's such a strong correlation between going to the gym, like, and, and this is specifically for people that have the mindset we're talking about, like going in, Mm -hmm. like for aesthetic reasons, you really want to get those biceps bigger. You really want your glutes rounder. You know, you're, you're, you're coming off a competition, you're going into a competition, you know, you're training just mm-hmm. for looks. You're not really training right. for uh, the way you feel. You're training for looks. And so you're going in and, you know, you're, you're, you just have this, this pressure to train every single day, at least five times a week. And if you're doing that, it's very closely related to how you eat. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're doing that, you're also thinking about your diet and the macros or all that stuff. And it's very difficult to be intuitive with your diet if you're not also intuitive with your body and your fitness. It's very, uh, very yeah. intertwined. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 So that is definitely a key to, to helping your, your, your nutrition and your intuitive eating is to be also n- intuitive with fitness. And if that means taking a, a month or two, three months or five months off of the gym, Mm -hmm. you definitely need to do it. You need to do it and give your body a break because I can say just in this first week of taking a break and like Mm -hmm. actually wanting a break, I'm realizing a lot about me. Like I'm very, I'm way less stressed. I'm waking up feeling so much better. My diet for the first time in, and I'm honestly saying this, I'm very honest about my struggles and my diet still, I still bounce around from diet to diet all the time. And like, I'm just on this endless search to figure it out. And this week I have felt so clear in my head about what to eat, when to eat and like when I'm not hungry and when I am full and all that stuff. And, and it's been pretty eye opening and pretty awesome and so less stressed. And I'm ready to keep not going to the gym. Like (laughs) I'm feeling so good and I'm, 
I'm doing different things. I'm actually doing a little bit of yoga in the morning and, and, uh, you know, I, I could go for a run if I felt like it. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a competitor, you don't really think that a run yeah. is, is an activity or is a workout. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. It's def- that is, yeah, you definitely, it's like you can do all the things now that, that I could, for me, like that I couldn't when I was competing, like I would have never just, you know, gone to the gym and, and even like swim some laps. Cause it's like, what would that count for? Like, that's not right. my normal cardio. It's like, so it, it's crazy to, uh, you know, to try to relearn, um, you know, what to do with training too. It's definitely, if you want to be intuitive with, you know, eating and training is a big part. Like you said, you know, being able to listen to your body with it all, just kind of, figure out what you need for the day and and be okay with it being okay with it was a big thing for me like you know I would feel like oh I have to go to the gym or if you're forcing yourself to to do something that you don't enjoy like like you're doing you know don't be afraid to take a few you know a month or a week or whatever you need off from the gym and you know not just lay around and do nothing because you're not feel good doing that but do what you want to do I mean go for a walk one day or do yoga or do you know a class or like random things that that make you feel good so that's awesome yeah exactly what you said you mean you can go for a walk and that can be your activity for the day that one walk yeah can be it give yourself permission to accept that walk enjoy it the entire walk you know really soak up the fresh air and like be present and then you will feel so much more enriched in what you just did than if you went to the gym and you stared at your your you know imperfect whatever the whole time and stressed out about being in the air being there an hour and just thought the entire time I can't wait to go home like that is not mm-hmm. a relaxing activity and if that's what you're starting to do when you go into the gym and is is dreading it I mean like a lot of people will say you know I don't know some kind of quote about never giving up or if you dread the workout then blah 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 like keep going you'll eventually yeah. get it. no if you're dreading yeah. it stop like common yeah. sense I mean our ancestors didn't do what you're doing so you don't need to do it they got they got around just fine I mean maybe like yeah. some natural factors killed them off but you know like that's not gonna happen either. yeah uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's okay that's really good advice that's awesome and I guess my last question for you is, since we're running up on the hour here, I could seriously talk to you forever. I feel like we're Twinkies, but um, I know <laughs> it's just everything you're saying. It's like it's just like really silly. You're like my soul sister. Seriously, it's crazy. But um, what... I know we have so much in common. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but like, what is what is the one piece of advice that you would give somebody if they're trying to strengthen their mind body connection? Like, whether it be you know, some of the things we just talked about or being intuitive, whatever, what would be like the one tip you would give someone that really wants to be more in touch with their body and mind? Hmm. Yeah, I guess that does kind of go along with what, um, like being intuitive about eating and working Mm -hmm. out. But yeah, I guess to, uh, to do that, you would have to let go of like the strict, guidelines that you have for yourself of of what a workout has to look like or like you know what your daily schedule or your weekly you know training needs to be or or the way that you need to eat uh so 
to just be able to, to listen to your body and give it what it needs, like honor your body and your mind for that day. Like we talked about with training, like being able to, 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 you know, tap in and, and think about what you really need for that day. Like, do you really need to force yourself to go to the gym or do you need to go outside and go, you know, in nature and meditate or whatever you need for that day, you know, just to, to be able to give yourself what you need. And the same thing with eating to, to try different things and to, you know, focus on health and what feels good to you and what, what seems right and natural to you, uh, to just, you know, be able to listen to your body and not give your, be hard on yourself for, you know, what that looks like for you. Um, and not feel like you need to do what everyone else is doing on Instagram or Facebook, you know, to, to just let go of what everyone else is doing and focus on yourself and what's right for you right now in your life. That so, yeah, is the best answer. That's the best answer. I, I freaking love it. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I so think uh, we are definitely soul sisters. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. And I'm really excited. And we're going to have to Skype a lot more and just, like, catch up and talk because, like, I just – so many of the experiences you've had I can relate to. And, I mean, it's just really comforting to know. And I'm sure a lot of people listening in on this are, are going to feel discomforted to, to listen in on this, like – very insightful conversation about, you know, we're just two people that have had these insane experiences with our desire and need to be, you know, aesthetically uh, symmetrical mm-hmm. and perfect and then finding our way out yeah. of it. And, you know, people, you're, yeah. you're not alone if you're suffering from that. And there are Gosh. definitely, is, yeah. yeah, definitely not alone. There's a lot of people and there's so, hope. Yeah. Yeah, so many people. There's I could probably count on like one hand the amount of people that that I know that that compete in a healthy way and don't let it like take over their whole life. So I'd say like almost everyone that competes, you know, goes through that on some level of just whatever, you know, not feeling enough, feeling like their body has to look a certain way, having, you know, struggling in their off season, not knowing how to eat without a schedule, you know, a strict routine. Mm-hmm. So definitely everyone, you know, I'd say so many people go, go through the same thing. So, and it's definitely possible to step away from it all and Mm -hmm. get to a good place again and learn how, how you were, you know, functioning normally before you got into all that. So yeah, it's all possible. Definitely. There's, there's, it's definitely possible to get out of it. And, um, I am just, I'm so glad to have you on the show today, Michelle, and I will have all of your links on the show notes so that people can go head over to your, your blog and your Instagram and Facebook and check you out. And uh, just thanks so much for being here with me today. Yeah, thank you so much. It was awesome talking. I feel like we could ramble on about our stories forever. So Definitely. (laughs) We'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, for sure. All right. Bye, girl. All right. Bye. Thanks again for listening, friends. I'm Maddie Moon, and you have been enjoying the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to rate and review it in the iTunes store as well as subscribe. Also, please remember I'm glad to continue the conversation on my website, moonfitness.net, where you can also sign up for my free ebook, How to Love Your Body Again 10 Easy Steps to Stop Sacrificing and Start Living. I created this book to help everyone that struggles with body image, dieting, overtraining, and negative self esteem to learn how to not only accept who you are, but love who you are. This is coming from an ex-fitness model and bikini competitor, so trust me, I know what it's like to have those struggles and to want to be rid of them. So please, if any of that sounds good, head on over to moonfitness.net and sign up. Thanks for listening.